You are now listening to Couch Coach Live. All right, we're back here on another Couch Coach Live podcast. I got a familiar, a familiar guest this week on Couch Coach Live. Yeah, What's going man. on, Chip? What's going on, Chip? Not much, man. Glad you know, it was the holidays. Back, holidays, you know, had got to, got to bring the, get, bring one of the fam back. Yes, What's going sir. on, How man? You been? Oh, good, man. good, man. That's good. Yeah. It's funny, yeah, man. What's going on? Nothing much, man. The same old, you know, just trying to, you know, trying to maintain. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, when we talked about, you know. You, we've always said, you know, you've always said that you've had aspirations of coaching, and we even—I don't know if you remember this. Even one time, you got a reading. Do you remember when they, when um, oh, you got a reading about um, oh, your future? I got a little bit. I do remember that. Yeah, we was yeah. at the den, one. Huh? We was at the den, right? Yes, yes, and it was, and it's funny. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to Amy. Shout out to Amy. I think she was the one that gave you the um, the reading. And it's funny how she actually envisioned envisioned you coaching. And lo and behold, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you got to tell them tell them about this year that you, that you had. Yeah, man. I was at uh, Amelia County High School out in Amelia, Virginia. Uh, I was the uh, offensive and defensive line coach. Uh, for the varsity program there, uh, it was good, man. I, I, mean, I was excited about it. Uh, I got the opportunity uh, through a friend. Shout out to uh, Wayne Pugh. Um, oh yeah, he yeah. Kind of put me on to uh, to uh, their head coach. Uh, shout out Coach Johnson, Mark Johnson. Um, so yeah, man. Like I said, it was it was a good experience. It was like my real legitimate first time uh, with the with the organized staff. You know what I mean? So yep, yeah, absolutely. I was yeah, it was dope. Yeah, and, and it, it was so funny because I kept on looking, and I like I like how they do it. it. At first, I was a big, I was against like the you know doing the class you know, the, you know the class type where they did like feed, mm. you know as far as instead of having like a city where everybody want you know as far as everybody battle within the city, but of course they got it in like regions and like classes like class one, class two, class three. Yeah. So every Monday, I always used to look at their rankings, and I was like, "All right, where Amelia's gonna be at? Where they at?" Was, <laughs> you know, I kept on looking. I was like, "All right, let's see." It was almost, it was almost just like how you know the college football playoff how that how that works out. Like every week, it gets updated. It gets updated, and you know, yeah. all right, is it? And then I seen um, a good win against Thomas Jefferson. Early on in the season, yeah, man, we uh we started out the season uh three and zero. Um, we beat we. It was funny. The first two games of the season, we had to play those in the same week. So we ended up mm. playing Franklin County on that Monday and TJ that Friday. Those were our first two games of the season. Um, so for us to pull that off in the same week, I thought was really good. Um, yep. And TJ's still in the playoffs. Um, shout out to them. Yes. That's a, I'm telling you, that is such a phenomenal story. Yeah, it's something yeah. that, and I remember, you know, I'm, I'm not well. You, yeah, because this was probably was your era too. Because I think it might have been even between both eras. 
And I remember when they snapped, snapped their 73-game losing streak. This might have been – Kai, it might have been like 2013. I mean, they lost uh, 73 straight games at one point. And, oh, yeah. And, I mean, it was to a point where – because somebody – I don't – and I'm going to be real with you. That thing, I don't know if it's a joke or not. But they said this is probably the first time that they reached reached the regional finals since like nineteen hundred something. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a long time since. Yeah, it was, it's, I, uh, it's like the early nineteen hundreds, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, PJ Adams, that coach man. Yeah. Um He uh, definitely has that program and going in the right direction. Uh, yeah. They battled us, man, when we played. Uh, like I said, we that game. The opening opening kickoff of the game, they took it to the house. <laughs> so mm. it was um, it was a definitely eventful game. We ended up pulling it out in overtime, but uh, but yeah, man, we had a had a tough go at it with them, man. Um, and after starting the season three and zero, we lost three straight, and then uh, put us at five hundred, man. And that kind of was the really the turning point of the season. Yeah. Um, just dropping those three games and fought our way back and made it to the postseason and you know eventually took that first round exit to King William but I think overall I thought this was a good uh, good stepping stone in the right direction trying to build that program to where it needs to be they have they've have, haven't had much uh, stability uh, in terms of coaching in the last few years they've had a lot of turnover uh, with their head coaches so hopefully we can keep this staff around and kind of continue to build. Yeah, and it definitely the future is definitely bright. I mean, I mean this is a, a hell of opportunity for you. I mean, especially like you said, a team they they, they were a playoff team, you know. Yeah. So it's just you're right. It's just a great opportunity to get there, you know. And it's funny because we kept on talking, kept on like, yeah, man, you know, and the, you know, getting to it. And I remember you know networking and like just talking to anybody who was even in the realm of coaching. And it, and it and it paid to fruition. It came to fruition, and it's just yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. And you you went for it, and you and you're doing your thing, man. I'm I'm definitely proud, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I, I'm gonna try to get out there this next year. Get yeah, man. On out there. Do. Yes, sir. On up Hall Street. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Going down straight down Hall Street. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, 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 that was it's a nice. That's a nice little ride out out there. Definitely, this ain't bad. I, uh, I'm adjusting to it's this. It's definitely a uh, country out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a new, new experience for me. Um, uh, but it was fun. Like I said, it was fun, man. But uh, I know, I know you uh, you kind of. Been in the funk lately, man. Your 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 squad hasn't exactly done oh you, done you as, as 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 you would like uh, this year. And trust you, me, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> I'll put I'll put it this way: I I would rather be in your predicament more so than than my predicament. I mean, it's embarrassing. It's like everybody like who your favorite team? Holland Springs. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm, I, I'm telling you, I get to that point. Like, it's like. I don't even want to talk about the Redskins, even though I, I, I write that gear every day, but it's just it's just there to keep my head warm. <laughs> yeah, man, it's tough. Yeah, right it's, now, it's, it's, just get, it's getting overall embarrassing. And we'll definitely, definitely dive deep into that later on in the pod. And this, and this is a very interesting topic now. 
And it has, actually has a local, has, I, don't, like a, I would say a local kind of twist on it as well. So mm-hmm. LeBron James Jr. and Zaire Wade's high school fo- basketball team, the uh, Sierra Cannon, I, forget, I don't know their nickname, but they're going to be broadcasting games. He has been going to be broadcasting 15 of their games. And mm-hmm. also, there's a local tie to this. Now, I don't know if you heard about this, but that Sierra Cannon team is becoming the Richmond on December the 21st. Yep, uh, against John Marsh, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm curious as to how much them tickets are, because I know they're going to sell them tomorrow or well on Thanksgiving. Oh, are they? They go on sale tomorrow, okay. Yeah, which I'm just like, mm, what is this like some type of like Black Friday kind of like, you know, jazz or whatever, you know. What is yeah. this? What is this like some Black Friday mess? So they're going to broadcast 15 games. ESPN will be paying the school to broadcast those games. So with that, um, and actually the team is ranked eighth. Well, that eighth, they ranked um, in the top ten nationally. And the funny thing about mm-hmm. all this is they actually led – by a couple of seniors, including a guy named um, Isaiah Williams. I think he's a, you know, one of the top prospects in the class of 2020. Mm-hmm. So my biggest thing is, so there's a lot of, I wouldn't say like a lot of, people are talking about it in, in, in a way which I get from certain angles. So the first thing I really want to talk about, the exploitation of, of young athletes. Just your thoughts of it. Um, I I think I think it's well, it's been going on for a long time, obviously, with how the yeah, yeah, absolutely structured. Um, but I think it's I think it's kind of shifting. Um, ever since like we've gotten uh, and I hate to bring this person up because obviously he gets talked about every single day when it comes to just sports. Period. But just uh, having a guy uh, like LeBron come in to the sports realm and just literally almost shift the culture of just amateurism and just sports in general to more of an ownership uh, mentality and a more of an athlete-first mentality, um, that kind of – I think it's kind of taking the exploitation out of it in a sense. Yeah. Um, because I think a lot – like you know how like California passed that uh, bill recently where, you know, they can, Mm -hmm. you know, make money off their likenesses. I think that's going to be a more of a a widespread thing because like you had schools like this. Um, There's other schools in the country that have rosters. I won't say rosters, but they have guys that are prime time, you know, top, top prospects. And I think a lot more uh, states and schools are going to be pushing for that. And, and so I think, I think the, I think the level of exploitation is, is, is coming down, but at the same time, it's, it's still there just because the, the, the laws aren't necessarily, haven't necessarily been uh, eradicated yet. Yeah. And also, and I definitely want to get your take on, especially for the um, Fair Act of Play, and we'll talk about that momentarily. And also, mm-hmm. I've even heard people saying that, that the kids actually get, should get a cut of their ESPN money. Oh, for sure. But th- yeah, right, and that's one thing too. And I'm like, I agree with that. And a lot of people, and of course, there's a lot of drawback with it because people say, well, you know, they're still amateurs. But at the same token, 
just like what the fair play, you know, fair to play act is based mm-hmm. on your license. Because a normal high school basketball team isn't going to have ESPN airing their games. Right. I mean, there was people actually saying, well, no, they shouldn't give it. I'm like, you should get a cut of the pie, especially if ESPN is in, is 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 is, is the part of the pie. Yeah. I, I'm just, it'd be, it's, a, it's kind of a slippery. So trying to figure out how, you know, how obviously it'll be divvied up. Um, but like you said, I, I, they should get uh, some of that money because at the end of the day, they're not coming unless you got those type of talent there. You know, right, so right. Um, that that just should be what it is. I mean, you you are the service, and you want to right. pay uh, uh, for for your service. So, I mean, at the end of the day, that, that should just be what it is. Um, right, right. And and it's just important because I think if more uh, schools and states are are like doing that, I think it'll push a lot of those kids to kind of raise their level of competition. You know what I mean, and yeah. and because if they if they see this this school getting that type of attention, well, hey, if we do a little bit more or whatever, we might get that same type of attention here at our school. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, I don't know. I think I think it has is 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 pros to it, uh, and, and obviously cons. But I, I think it it does more good than bad. Yeah, and I think too, like you saying back to back almost back to the first um top well the first um about the uh, exploitation in a sense. These guys can give these guys exposure like no other. I don't think it's like a lot of people seeing it as pressure, but at the end of the day, it's exposure. I mean, for some, you know, not for just th- th- those two guys, but his teammates. Right. And to and me, okay. yeah. No, you, yeah. I was just gonna say I don't think it's. I think people would put the word exploit on it, which kind of has a negative connotation. Right. Um, but I think it's more exposure than exploitation. You right. see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I just think it's like it's just more it's more good than anything to me. Yeah, and and that's why I think like and almost now, almost to talk you back on your point about LeBron James, where it, it's funny. Now during his era, it was in essence exploitation. Right. Now he's yeah. kind of turned this shift to exposure, in essence, ownership. Like you said, ownership, and actually more so of you, more of exposure for yourself, for your for your own, you know, for for yourself to showcase mm-hmm. yourself. And using brand and like, because I, I, I think I think what what's gonna happen is a lot of these other like multimedia outlets are gonna become kind of small hubs, if you will, of just, like, of, of content, obviously, because, like, for example, I think, uh, what's it called? Is it Mars Real? Um, yeah. Where, mm-hmm. they, uh, where, they, where they showcase a lot of uh, young up-and-coming athletes, uh, high school athletes. I think a lot of those, if the right people get behind it, which, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think D-Wade and Drake are behind that. But if, if we get more outlets like that where – Instead of it being the big conglomerate of say ESPN, you could do those type of outlets like uh, Mars Reels, the Undefeateds, you know what I'm saying, the Couch Coach yeah. Live, like yep. those. You get those type of entities to uh, to broadcast those games. That's just more and more um, more ownership from from that aspect and 
from the athletes, whereas it's not those big, you know, machines behind the game, where it's just those small entities where those they can profit off of those themselves, whereas you're not – it's a whole bunch of people getting a cut of the pie, you know what I'm saying? Right. Where the athletes just getting scraps and leftovers. Right. And, his, his, and that's why I find it so funny that, especially in this country, we are – we are ingrained with this capitalist mentality, but then when it comes mm. to an athlete, we we expect them to to take less. Like that's the thing that kills me. And even what's going to be weird about the um, fair play to act, the NCAA, the NCAA is going to screw it up. Mm-hmm. Even the language itself is like, and they are they are saying basically. It's a situation where it's going to be like a case-by-case basis. It's not going to be as clean-cut as the California rule would be. And that's right. what that's, – that's I'm just like – so now they're going to be involved in something of that nature, and it's just like – and, you know, they said well, – I forgot what it said – within the rules of the NCAA. So from what I heard, the interpretation is like – so say, for instance, in your case, like you know, if you play that state, say, for instance, you went to state – and maybe it's a possibility that they were saying that, oh, you might go to union or something like that. So lo and behold, if an insurance company wants to have a billboard for you on Chamberlain Avenue, guess what? They're going to say, well, no, because Virginia Union is off of Chamberlain Avenue, and mm-hmm. that could be a, a bargaining chip for them to go, for you to go to, um, go to Virginia Union. And it's like, right. how dumb does that sound? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, how man. can you, like, how can you, like, then that's the thing that I, 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 I just don't understand. And then even just, even the little stuff, it's just like, even like small, like, just those type of examples, it's just like, the NCAA is going to screw this up. This is like, I, I don't even really have hope for it anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's, I mean we're going to step in the right direction, but. Yeah, they just use it. To me, I feel like it's just a, another way for them to 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 put a put a put a curtain over racism. It's just we, but they're gonna call it checks and balances. You know Correct. what I'm saying? Correct. Because it's it's just like oh, you you know you want athletes to get their their money off of their likeness, but let's just be honest. All the big time athletes, all the the people that are are normally the like the faces of of high school, whatever that high school sport is, they're black. <laughs> right, like, exactly, and, exactly. So it's, it's it's like, yeah, you cool, you you're cool with that up to a point because the more it's it's it's, it's the grand scheme of things because the more the more you empower these young people in areas that are most most nine times out of ten are coming from areas that aren't necessarily the uh the most uh. Or, uh, the most wealthy, I, I guess, if that's the word I want to use. Yeah. Um, they're not the most wealthy. So you putting them in a situation to empower their families financially, economically, which obviously at the grand scheme of things is not what <laughs> the NCAA or any major uh, entity like that wants to do. So, I mean, it's always going to be some drawback. Um, yeah. <laughs> in the grand and, scheme of things. Right. So. And the funny thing about all this is – it even and that's why it's like the NCAA should love this because guess what? They gotta make their own money. That's not gonna even the the billion dollar contracts they make 
like for March Madness. Guess what? They still off the they still on off the hook with that. They mm-hmm. off the hook with that. So guess what? They didn't even that money that they, that the NCAA gets from those sponsorships and what have you. That billion dollars for that three week tournament, you get to keep it all to yourself. You got these kids got to fin fin and get their own deals. So it's like mm-hmm. you you're still, actually that's that's letting you off the hook. And that's what, and then the whole thing of them kind of controlling, controlling this narrative, it's just, it's just, it babbles me. Like, it still keeps you off the hook. And then of course, yeah. people kept on. Even people say, well, you know, everybody's not gonna, you know, gonna, you know, gonna prosper from it. But it's not built for everybody. Mm. And the perfect person, and I'm glad. I'm not saying I'm not glad that this happened. But this is a perfect example of somebody that it, it would have helped to a tug of a lower. Big time. If he if if you know he could have you know, he could have got some deal, especially after winning the national championship as a freshman. He could have got a yeah. deal. He could have got distant third. He could have got compensated. And even what's going on with him now, with him being injured, he can be compensated. I know this is about to go on a slight tangent, but I agree. How how good do you think to talk about Lloyd? NFL wise, I don't really think it's gonna pan out. I mean, I'll put it this way, and I think I talked about this last week. I think if he goes somewhere like maybe like a LA Chargers or somewhere down the line, I almost think that this injury is like a blessing in disguise for him. I mean, he may not think of it now. But I think when we, you know, when we look back in April and he slides down and he goes mm-hmm. to a team that's – I think if he has good weapons around him, he'll be straight. But if he goes somewhere like Miami or if he go to Cincinnati, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be rough. He might as well wish he was playing, playing for free in Alabama. Well, that's really a joke, but I mean – Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like – but – I think if he, he, I don't really, and it's a weird thing about all of this. I mean, he's he's okay. I mean, he's good, but I can't see him becoming like what people envision to be. Because I mean, they like I mean, just Alabama quarterbacks. And I think I talked about this last week. I think the last good mm-hmm. Alabama quarterback was probably like Joe Namath. I don't even remember an Alabama quarterback. Freddie Kitchen. I, I oh, yeah, Freddie Kitchen did go to Alabama. I'm just like, oh. I, I don't remember that. anybody. I don't remember anybody who played quarterback at Alabama that succeeded. I, I just think it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a slippery slope because you, like, try to – people. He, he's falling into the, into, the, into the trap of, like, comparison. You know, right. Um, so many people trying to, oh, he's the next Russell Wilson and all this other stuff. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I don't know, man. It's, and it's, and even prior to the hip the injury, even prior to the hip injury, he's been hurt often. He yeah, has had an injury history. And the hip thing is, is not 100% either. Where people, you know. People can speculate, but we don't know how the hip's gonna heal. We just yeah. we just don't know. And like if well, he go if he yeah, huh? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, if he goes somewhere like to the 
I think if he can go somewhere, maybe like the L.A. Chargers, even maybe in New England, even if he sits a year or two while Brady's still there. Well, I don't know, because Brady might leave in 2020, because I forgot his contract is up. But he got to go somewhere. He got to go somewhere where they got to support cash. I'd like to see him in Atlanta. Yeah, oh, yeah, anything about Atlanta. Uh, yeah, especially teaming up with guys with some Alabama guys with Julio and uh, Ridley. Yep. I think it's time to let Matt Ryan go. But we ain't got to get on that yet. We can talk about that later, my bad. I mean, yeah, we, yeah, we get on that one. But it's all good. So speaking of college football, so let's talk about these college football rankings. What's your, your, um, yeah. what's your thoughts on those? Um. Now, let me get this correct. It's uh, LSU, Ohio State, uh, Georgia, and who am I? Oh, Clemson, right? Yeah, Probably. so basically I got, I got it down. I got it down for you. So, actually, they have it. This is – actually, they um, Ohio State leapfrogged. They're number one now. Okay. Which is, okay. But we'll talk about that in a sec. LSU is two, Clemson's three, and then Georgia's four. So you got Alabama at five, Utah at six, Oklahoma at seven, and Minnesota at eight, and then Baylor at at, at Baylor at nine. I pretty I kind of agree. Um, in terms of I I don't necessarily think Georgia is the fourth best team in the country at least right now. Yeah, and that's right. I, I just think you still got to put Bama there. I got to see them lose without uh, their quarterback. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, um, I, I mean, they got to – I don't know who playing quarterback this week for them. Mac um, Jones. Yeah, you still don't know him. Um, <laughs> right, right. I I just know him in name. I don't know him in, you know, in actually playing ability. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I just know him in theory. Tough. It's tough on them uh, right now. Uh, I, I mean, I agree. I think Ohio State, to me, is the number one team in the country, period. Um, yeah. I think they just do – and they got the best player in the country. Let me say that first. Yeah, um, Chase Young. Yeah, 100% yeah. best player in the country. Absolutely. Um, and I think – the only thing that makes LSU a little bit more the number one seed is because they beat obviously Alabama. Yeah. Um, and they beat them at full strength, if I'm not mistaken. Because Tua did play that whole game, didn't he? Yeah, and that's one thing where I think Tua shouldn't have played. Yeah. Honestly. And I don't think yeah. he should have played against Mississippi State. He shouldn't have been out there either, in my yeah. personal opinion. Yeah. And a lot of people, and, I, and the thing about this too, that, I'm telling you, that was a cascade effect. I don't care what nobody says. I, sh- I know I should have been more vocal about this two weeks ago. But that ankle injury affected his mobility, thus injuring his hip. I guarantee yep. if he was able to elude, he wouldn't, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't have got hit on that play. A lot of people mm-hmm. just say, oh, you know, that's just a freak play. No, that's not a freak play. Cause we know to got escapability. Like, mm-hmm. he has shown that. Yep. But he just wanted full speed. And that's what's like and that's where I swear I get to a point where there's gotta be a and that's the thing that people kept on saying, well, it's a it's a beauty contest and he had to blow Mississippi State out. Like, no he didn't. Like, I mean 
everything's going to, that's why I hate when people keep on this, like people get saying, oh, Clemson playing the easy schedule, they're not going to make it to the, they're going to make it. It's just, it's going to be a process of elimination. We have playoff games every week. Like, let mm-hmm. stuff play out. Like, and look what's going to happen. I'm going to be real with you. I don't think Alabama going to lose, I think they're going to lose Auburn. Me too. I, with a backup quarterback, uh, they yeah. don't have the, the best defense in the world. You still got to score some points. And what sucks with them, and this is Alabama's last shot. So they have to come yeah. out smoking. And, and and it's weird. And it's even and then I don't think they're going to have confidence in Mac Jones going mm-hmm. forward because unless he's going to be like a Cardell Jones and just, you know, just carve up Auburn. Yeah, I mean, I think he – they had the benefit of practicing against the best of the best every day. Yeah. So it's not like he go like he's been going against a defense that you know they probably their second string is probably Auburn's first or second string. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, uh, like we we know he he he'll he'll be prepared, but at the same time, like you said, the trust in him. Um, I right. I don't know. It's, it's gonna be tough. But we'll yeah, but the crazy thing about all this, I think the chips are gonna fall, and the chips are gonna fall as they may. And I think, and I think even if the LSU goes on to beat Georgia, I still think LSU should move up to the number one spot. Yeah, they should. But but then, if Ohio State beats uh, Wisconsin or Minnesota, which and that's where it's just like that's where it's going to be very interesting who's going to be that number one spot, and that's why I think even talking about this now, this scenario is not going to happen because either one of them are going to lose. I guarantee you that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I should, yeah. I, and I shouldn't, I should double down on my preseason stance because I said Georgia was going to be Alabama in the SEC championship game. Mm. Well. <laughs> yeah, I should double hey. down to what I said in August. I I should just double down with it, and just and, and, and stay confident with that pick. But, but they might not even get to it. Who? The uh, Bama, right? Because LSU. Oh no, I don't think so. I think yeah, either one of them. Of and I'm just. Oh, so I'm gonna put it this way. I be I be the advocate for Alabama. So if Alabama goes on to beat Auburn next week, if I think if a Georgia beats LSU, that's where it gets that's where it gets interesting. Because do you put an LSU team in the playoffs even though they lost to a Georgia, but then you you leapfrog a team that you beat in November? Oh, uh, I think it's just because it's it's. A- it's a name thing, so I think yeah, that, uh, right. It's a name thing, but then if Utah, if Utah goes on to win the Pac-12, and their only blemish was a seven-point loss to USC, do they get in? They're not letting Utah get in. And that's and that's the weird thing about all of this. And then the win of Oklahoma and Baylor for the Big Big Twelve championship. They got a shot. Even though I think what Oklahoma lost to, I think, was like Kansas State. Yeah, one of, one of the Kansas, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was Kansas. Oh, no, nah, they would have lost to Kansas. They would have lost to Kansas. 
Sorry, Les Miles, man. If they lost the Kansas, they wouldn't even been they wouldn't even been in here. <laughs> well, I don't know because Georgia lost to South Carolina. True, yeah. But I mean, I I think yeah. it all depends on who in the room voting because I feel like they had a yeah. little biases, like um, like uh, the uh, Oregon them losing to uh, Arizona State. I think you know if if. However, the chips fall. If if it comes down to it, somebody may give them a a positive uh positive mark because like oh you 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 lost to a good well coached Herm Edwards team. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. They'll give them a little little benefit of the doubt. But yeah, and the other thing with them because I think cause, and that's weird. I was really hoping Auburn was going to be a little bit more successful because that would have helped them. Even though they're a two loss team, that definitely would have helped them if. That lost to Auburn. If that Auburn would have been better, that definitely yeah. would have helped him. But my biggest thing is, I don't know. I know you. How as weird as it may seem, I don't know. Like you're saying, but then this. I think this year, and it's funny. This year, I honestly think having four teams will make complete sense. And I think it does every year. Everything it, it plays itself out. Then a part of me is like, I think whoever loses in the SEC championship game shouldn't deserve to get in the, in the playoff. Because to me, it's almost like you're undermining the regular season. Yep. I mean, hey, man, you know, but like I said, it's a, it's a name thing. So <laughs> Yeah, and they, that's the thing. find a way to put them in there. Right, and that's the thing that kills me about it because – if I already know that LSU and Georgia are going to make it, what's the point of even having a championship game in the SEC? What's the point no, of having Minnesota? Hmm? I said for the revenue. Oh, yeah, no, no of course, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> from a – yeah, you're right from, from that standpoint. But a part of me is like, God, I don't think that sucks about – because that's where it's like it's weird how – even if Utah would have been undefeated, I don't even think they would have even cracked the top four. Indeed. They're probably the best spot that they probably could could be. I know they they're probably gonna be a New Year's Six game mm-hmm. at best. Yeah, be but Orange Bowl or something like that. But it's just weird how this all gonna play out. Which I think now, even if you look at it, I think whoever wins the Oklahoma Baylor has a shot. They could be that fourth team. Yeah, but it, it's uh, what, what's going to really tell us how how teams want to. I mean, how the voting committee want to treat Ohio State and Clemson because there is there is no to me. There's no real true clear cut number one if you want to go off of just quality yeah. of wins. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I, obviously Ohio State's undefeated, but, I mean, eh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like yeah. who I really play. But it's weird. They're, and it's Same weird. Question. They might get their signature win next week if Minnesota makes it to the Big Ten championship game. Because they still got to play Wisconsin Saturday. So whoever wins that game will make it to the mm-hmm. championship game against Ohio State. That's going to be the thing that's going to be the interesting. Because if they can beat a Minnesota team on a neutral site, I wouldn't say that validates them as number one. 
But then you then LSU could be the Georgia team. Then you know, so it's, so that's where it's just like that's where I think what the intrigue is going to happen. Those matches next week is definitely going to be de facto playoff games already. For sure. And, and honestly, to, I think, yeah. I was gonna say mm-hmm. I think the conference the conference championship should be a part of the college football playoff. I agree, and that's why I say, like because to me, if you let if you let LSU or Georgia, if you let both of them in, or even let Alabama in, it's almost like you don't even give credence to the championship game. In my personal opinion, where it's just like. What's the point of even having, like you said, of course because of the revenue, but from a competitive standpoint, if I'm like sitting like a sitting like a Utah or like a Oklahoma or a Baylor, I'm sitting to myself, well, I have no shot in hell because I'm gonna have it's gonna be two teams out of one conference gonna make it every year. Have to have the playoff field is gonna be from the SEC. Yeah, I mean, which is honestly kind of what they want. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. That's no, that's what they want. But I mean, it's still messed up. Yeah, it is. And then I'm like, it's it's really really messed up in my personal opinion. Where it's and this way I think because everybody keeps on saying well they need to add more teams, but I think when you add more teams, you 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 know you have that situation where teams that really don't deserve it. Because if we had if we had six, you know for certain LSU and Georgia gonna make it off the top. Like they're gonna make it regardless, win or lose, whoever gonna lose in that. And even even if a team like a Minnesota win, and that's a and that's gonna be very intriguing. That would be a crazy if Minnesota could go to Indianapolis and beat Ohio State next Saturday. Hmm. Yeah. That would I'm telling you, and that's where I think that's what's missing with these championship games. It's just like it just gets to a point where we never have any like intrigue and no suspense. But it's a good thing because it kind of weeds out like okay, well this team really didn't deserve to get there anyway. But right. But I tell you one thing: if Minnesota, for some odd reason, of course, if they. If they Beat Wisconsin next week. I mean, beat Wisconsin on Saturday, and then miraculously beat Ohio State. I mean, it would be by far the craziest thing. And I forgot, yeah. I can't put the cart before the horse because Ohio State got to play Michigan. And who's to say? But, the, but I'm t- I'm tired of Michigan, man. I I, I, really I am. Guess, they right? they really overrated in my personal opinion. I'm, I'm I'm sick of it because they they don't have too much talent, too much this, too much that, and just don't they don't perform. Right. So I mean, until they prove me otherwise, uh, I'm not a believer yet. They they they've lost too many big games. All right. Well, yeah. Come on, Harbaugh. Come back. Come on back home to the NFL. <laughs> yeah. We, please. We, come on. Come on. Come on down to DC. <laughs> Would you welcome that? Yeah. I would, because I think he he he's a better coach in the NFL versus in, in, in versus college. And the thing about it is, it's weird. As, like you say, they have the talent, what have you. It just they just can't get past Ohio State. 
That's yeah, his nemesis. And, yeah, and uh, cause then they lose to Penn State too. Yeah, no, 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 they beat. Yeah. Hold up. I, yeah, they. Yeah, they lost them. Yeah, but that's right. Cause Penn State just got their first loss against Minnesota. Yeah. And then they lost to Ohio State last week. Cause they got yeah. two losses. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, Michigan, man. Michigan is Michigan. And like, yeah. yeah, this is supposed to be the year where they did, and they laid an egg a couple times. I think because they lost them, they lost to uh, Wisconsin because that's the one they got destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was they lost to. They lost to. Um, that's when they won and lost like two games, and they all ended yeah. the Penn State. Always. Always, and it's just like, I mean, it's, and I, but I think he fits better. I know it's weird. I think he's better suited for the NFL. Yeah, uh, me too. I, I I just think it's uh, it wasn't a good wasn't a good fit really. And I think it just I think everybody just got caught up in the fact. Well, yeah, he played quarterback at Michigan, and you know he's a Michigan man. Almost like almost like Brady Hoke in a sense, where it's just like, yeah, he's here, and you know. He's a Michigan yeah, I man. Too much pressure. Way right. Too much pressure. And I think that's what it also boils down to because I think we get so caught up in everything. This almost, and I think was, and I think it's, it's like a reality check. And I think I know it's gonna sound a little weird, and it's too, it's, and it's kind of somewhat premature. But I can see it down the line. I can see like what's going on with like with Scott Frost and Nebraska. I think everybody looks at that situation as like a, almost like a fairy tale, as if. He's the white knight that came and saved Nebraska's football team. He's one of the children <laughs> of the corn. He's the one that won a national championship. And I'm just like, and then they gave him an extension, which I'm just like, okay. Like, yep. I'm just like, and then he, they got embarrassed on um, against Ohio State. I'm just like... But that's what it has, and I understand, like you know, guys, you know, guys coming home and coaching. I get all that, but like you, it's just, it's like you're saying, the pressure just is just, and then just the expectations. Mm-hmm. Number number one killer of everything is expectations. Exactly. Everything. Exactly. And that's what they, and that's what they, you know, that's what they think Scott Frost is gonna be. He's gonna be that guy that's gonna save us. <laughs> but. Who's the same? Yeah, so let's, let's turn our attention to the to the to the to National Football League, and this is oh, another yeah. good topic. I think that I definitely definitely want your take on it. So Dwayne Haskins, the uh, franchise uh-huh. quarterback of, of my beloved Washington Redskins. Now, so this this is against Detroit, of course. Um, I think it was like eight seconds left to go in the game. Um, the Redskins got an interception. So basically, it was the victory formation. Dwayne Haskins was busy taking selfies with a fan. And <laughs> boy, oh boy, did he get ripped. Yeah. Your thoughts on that? Um, I think it's just rookie mistake, you know. I mean, he caught up in getting his first win, even though he probably played kind of poorly. Uh, yeah. You know, it was his first win, you know. I can't really be mad at him. 
uh, as a fan, if I was a fan, you know what I mean, I'm not really mad, but if I'm a coach, yeah, I'm a little upset because right. I still got to be engaged. Um, still gotta right, be engaged. right. Because uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, we, you know, clock isn't zero zero yet. It's a time and place, you know. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Charge to the game. And that's what I say, too. I think he's just, he's just young, and I think it's weird. It's funny. I think I really equate his emotions to his playing. Because a lot of throws he passed were a lot of erratic and it's kind of, not to say rush, but like just a pure excitement, like jittery, like of nerves. Mm-hmm. Just, just, he just has bottled up energy, and you see a lot of his passes were overthrown. He made good reads, but it's just a certain, like those things, just a certain zip on, on the ball and what have you. And I think it's almost similar to this situation. Well, I think he just, he's just excited. And he just, like you said, he just got caught up in the moment. Because at this point, you know. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm on it. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, that might be the last time he's going to be celebrating this year. I mean, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think unless, I'm, 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 to me, I think the only winnable game is maybe Philly, maybe the Giants. But that's it. Everything yeah. else is rough. I mean, Charlotte. Next, I mean, the um, the Panthers next week, and then we got to go to Green Bay. It's probably be a blizzard in two weeks, and then yeah, you go I'm, home two times, and then we got to play y'all on the 29th, and that'd be the, probably the happiest day of my uh, other year for me. It's, it's over. <laughs> this nightmare is over. Yeah. I, I like his. I like his uh, his energy though, man. He, like I said, he bring he brings the energy to the squad. Yeah. It's just that I I don't know if I don't know if obviously the I don't know if the organization is really thrilled about him being there in terms of uh, the coaching staff. Let me not say the organization. I'm, I'm gonna say the coaching. Oh, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if the coaches really like him. Um, and and I don't I don't like how it seems like the coaches try to like box him in and, you know, kind of make him only, you know, he can only run this certain set of plays. Right, right. You know what I mean? I think you need – this is the time, in my opinion, if, if, if especially when you – because you let Jay Gruden go, okay. So now should be the time where you say, okay, all right, Dwayne, what do you do best? What do you like best? Let's see what we can do around you. Because, I mean, you know, we're not going to playoffs, so it's just like, hey, Let's, let's let's open up the kitchen sink. Let's see what we got. Right. And this <laughs> is the thing that you're right. And that's the thing that kills me about coaching. It's like it's, it's I'm telling you, it is such an ego driven business and it just it, it kills me to the core. Because it's just like just let that man what what like what's his strengths, what his weaknesses. Let's let's see what's what makes him comfortable. Give him a set of plays that makes him comfortable and do what he does best. Almost just like what they're doing with Lamar Jackson down the street, down down across the beltway. Yep. Like they are just they are just putting him in the position where he can just play and he's working to his strengths. I never understand mm-hmm. that why these guys don't do this and then of course people man, that's why I hate like and especially this this group of them on Facebook, they they see him my head explode. Because they're always just like, well, he, you know, Gruden doesn't want him to be there. I don't care if I don't care about that. They drafted him. 
you do what best for him. That's what that's what coaching is all about. Just you're not gonna be able to pick all three guys unless you unless you're the GM and he's not the GM. So you gotta work with what you got and you gotta work yeah. to best terms. Like that's what it's all about. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it is kind of crazy how Snyder like loves him because of the simple fact that he went to school. His his son went to school with Dwayne Haskins, and uh-huh. he just fell in love with him from the start. But that's how he is. Daniel Snyder just he he falls in love with guys because he sees them on the big stage, almost like what he did with RG three. He falls in love with these guys, and you know, and just one of the things where it's just like y'all, you know, as a coach staff, you have to roll with it, and that's why I've always I always talk about Cal. And such a good and, and such a good remarks. And everybody's like, "Man, you love Cal Shanahan," because at once upon a time, they didn't want RG three; they wanted Ryan Tannehill. But exactly. what they did was they looked at his, you know, Baylor offense. They got his playbook. They talked with our brows, and then they developed a strategy and developed what was good for him. Yep, and what worked right. best for him. And that's that's what you're supposed to do, and that's why I'm so happy what Cal is doing in San Francisco, and like, and that's why you know, and that's why he's been successful because people don't understand. Prior to the RG3 thing, he made Matt Schaub a a pro pro quarterback. Like I haven't heard anything from 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 him since he left Houston. Like. He let uh, Brian uh, Brian Horner was six and three with the Cleveland Browns in 2015. Like, really, Matt Ryan was the MVP under that. So that's why, like, when you have that type of stuff going on, don't you know? That's what that's what that's what coach is all about. You work with what you got, and people yeah, are just so I'm like, gonna... yeah. I was gonna say that's why it's important. The the next hire is is somebody that's gonna come in right. and be uh how can I say it's it come in and be and just be somebody that's gonna be willing to to adapt and not dictate you know what right. I mean right um because that, to me that's one of the premier jobs available um going into the next year the Redskins head coaching job because at the end of the day yeah the record may not be what you want it to be. But there's talent in the building, right? For sure. <laughs> and you so, have an opportunity to clean house. Yep. And yep, that's why exactly. I think people right, and that's why people are so, and that's why like we 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 shoot we we shoot it straight because yeah, and then of course you know of course people you know the whole situation with Daniel Snyder, but at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, got to change the name too, man. And it's funny. I think, I think that's the curse. <laughs> I'll part of me, and then it's like it's, it's weird because like how you know how everybody, especially with the military gear, they have their nickname, but ours says Washington Football. <laughs> and that's Man, one thing y'all. I think is interesting. That was one of the topics that um, uh, we and then one of the groups I'm in. Would you, would you want a new owner, but the new owner changes the name? And I'm just like. Yeah. I don't know. It's you got weird. To, you got you got to change the name. It's just too much. It's eighty five. Uh, how many years has it been? Nineteen thirty two. Well, it's like eighty seven years. Almost ninety years of the same name. 
I mean, that's that change is good. <laughs> yeah, but as of what, 80, 87 years? The the curse has been uh, revived, man. Well, no, really the curse is it's Snyder. I think once they got rid of him, really the, the curse is from Jack Can Cook, to be honest with you, because, well, not him himself, mm. but his family. Because uh-huh. he, he said, he stated, do not sell this team to anybody outside his family. And it's, and I think it was his son that, that had control of the team, and he sold it to Snyder. Wow. Yeah. He told him, I think, I don't know if it was in his will or some type of, but there was something that stated that, hey, do not, do not um, sell this, you know, do not sell this team. Keep it, keep it in our family. Mm-hmm. And it should have been that way. But yeah. who was to say? But I'm like, it's just, yeah. And I think the coach, like you said, the coach has to, you know, is he's got to be all for um, Dwayne Haskins. To me, it's almost like, you know what? If your job depended on it, do you want this, do you want this guy as your quarterback? Essentially, because that's what it's going to be. You're going to live and die with him. Yeah. And I would, I was, I would tell the organization, look, we we going forward with Dwayne, and now we need to worry about putting pieces around him, building our offensive line, and getting weapons every single year, and do almost like uh, with the uh, not the Rams, but I forgot which team it was that just just let a bunch of guys dump some salary. You know, let the let these older guys go that's getting paid all this money, like your Josh Norman, your Trent Williams, hey. Yes, get no them bad out. blood. No bad blood. Uh, just hey, we need we need different energy in the building, we need right, smaller right. contracts in the building. <laughs> so it's that way you can get a bunch of guys, man, get some draft picks going and get some money on the books, that way you can go out and make some moves. Cause yeah. That's that's the only way you can be able to do it. And and it's not like you're too far off. Because your defense, hell, you only what one, maybe two pieces away, right? You know, so you can really kind of go all in on the offense, especially while the quarterback's on his rookie deal. Exactly, and 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 and, and, and you know, what I'm saying like you said, and let and let the money stretch. Yep. Because that's what it's all. That's what it's, and that's what everybody's building their team around, essentially. A, a guy on a rookie quarterback, and he's you know he's overachieving. Yep. So speaking of that, and that's oh, what a what a great what a great segue. <laughs> a, a team that, is, that has a quarterback on his rookie contract, your beloved Dallas Cowboys. What mm-hmm. in the hell happened on Sunday against the Patriots? Um, we yet again uh, another week of of getting out coached by the other team and the coach on our sideline going against, like, logic. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like – Absolutely. Because the week before that we played Minnesota and we went – we uh, we played against Minnesota and to end the game, Dak has been throwing the ball around all game. And we decided to run the ball <laughs> again right. uh, at the <laughs> end to try to get the score. Then we go up to New England last week. 
Zeke's been running it pretty good throughout the whole game. He's been getting pretty much anything he kind of wanted, if you ask me. Um, I thought he was running it pretty well. We couldn't throw the ball, obviously, especially with the elements. But yet, in that game, in the elements, in Foxborough, we decide, hey, let's try to throw the ball around. Right. Like, that makes no sense to me. So, it's, to me, it's just I feel like we try to – we go against just logic and and just go against what we – what's working in the game. Just because something may be your identity, like, as 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 a, as a overall philosophy um, with your program, doesn't mean you have to stick with that in, in the moment, in the critical moment. Because at the end of the day, what's working is what works. Exactly, and you take it a a game by game thing. So, I don't, I'm I'm disappointed. I feel like we are an underachieving team. We should be a lot. Our record, but like our record, should be a lot better than what it is. Um, I think we're a Super Bowl team, but we just not playing like it, and we're not coaching like it right now. And it's always weird. It's almost like to to the script. Where you get out to a hot start, and then it's weird. It's just like you get into the teeth of the season, especially in this type of in this type of spot, and it just you just you just lose these head. We have these head scratching losses, and it's just like how does this happen every year? Yep, and then yeah. in the in the game in the games that people say, oh y'all gonna win. Early in the season, we won for the first three. Right. Then we meet we we meet an opponent that people are like I don't know. This is your toughest test. We lose a close game, right? Then we play another team. Oh, I don't know if y'all gonna win this one. It's gonna be a tough one. Oh, we were uh uh, what was that against Green Bay? Was that a uh a field goal? I think it was. No, it might have been a touchdown away from going to overtime with them. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. At the end, yes, yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's yep. Like, and we lose to the Jets, who obviously we know we shouldn't have lost. No to. business. A quarterback coming off a of mono, fresh out of mono, right. first like, game back. That's wild. It's just, I haven't it's, heard that. Yeah. That's wild. I ain't heard mono in years. Man, listen, this, you would have never in a million years you couldn't uh, allow me to think. We gonna lose to the Jets, like with right. a quarterback that right. has not played in five weeks. Weeks, right? I thought for sure that was gonna be a shoe in. And then, what's crazy about? I'm not really too. I'm not really um. Tomorrow matchup, I think it's gonna be difficult. Oh. I think the Bills. Yeah. We gonna we gonna catch a L, man. I'm 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 kind of calling that right now. I think I don't think we are gonna be prepared at all. I think we are gonna come out flat like we always do, and we are gonna have to turn. It's gonna turn into a old deck. Now you gotta throw us back into the game. You know what right. I'm saying? Gonna have to make this big comeback, and we uh we we might not get it done. I I just don't believe it. I just don't believe in the coach. He's shown us too many times. Not only this season, but in the past, we just never ready. Right, we never yeah. ready for the big games. And and it's funny because I I really honestly think, and it's just you know, and this you know, an outsider looking in, 
you're at a crossroads where you have the talent, but you don't have the coach. Where do you, you know, this is this the time where you pull that trigger where Jerry Jones can make an actual business decision without being emotional. Right. I mean, and, and make I, and, and, and make that tough decision and make that tough call and be like, you know what, we need a new, we need a coach that's gonna make us go further. Put it to you like this: if he lose tomorrow, he's done. He's done. And it's done. weird, and and it's and I'm telling you, and to true to form, what's gonna probably end up happening? I guarantee you, this is gonna happen. This is November twenty seventh, two thousand nineteen. You guys fall to six and six tomorrow at the Buffalo. He goes. He made wins three out of four in the month of December. The the, I'm put it this way, you're the logical cowboy fan that I could talk about Dallas football without being tagged as a hater or somebody oh, who's yeah, actually no. a logical <laughs> as a logical fan as no a logical way. somebody who's extremely logical. <laughs> but the emotional ones will say, "Well, no, we're fine." You know, we're ten and six. We're going to the playoffs. Don't get That's rid of Jerry. I mean, don't get rid of right, right. For that talent, for that particular talent. And this is where like they get to a point where I think what is it? How, I'm I'm thinking of a of a perfect I'm thinking of an example of a team that underachieved but then they got a new coach and then they end up becoming um, you know, like champions. I gotta think about that. Because I forgot who it was. I, I'm going to put it this way. You're almost at a point where you're like the Golden State Warriors, like circa 2013. Uh, well, yeah. no, well, tw- yeah. Because well, Kirk came in, what, 14, I think? I forgot what year Kirk came. Yeah, Kirk came in, like, Kirk came in 14, I think. But it's, you know, to a point where. Yeah, you do like a guy like a Jason Garrett, almost the equivalent of what how we talked about the college coaches, where he this beloved redheaded backup quarterback Troy Aikman, and he's like the prodigal yep. son that Jerry Jones, the son that you know that he just covets and would do anything for him. And see, that's the problem. We he the, he's trying to win this. His way, and he's trying to he's trying to do everything Jerry's way. But right. guess what? Jerry's way has not gotten us to the Eastern uh, the NFC uh, NFC Championship in twenty years plus twenty plus years. Been a while. So <laughs> at the end of the day, you you that's humble pie for yourself that you got to accept and say, you know what? Maybe. The way I want to get it done is not going to get it done, and you would have right. thought that at some point that would have clicked, and maybe somebody around him might have said that. But obviously, we know people around him not going to say it because most of the people that are around him are his family. Um, so right. I mean, you just would think that somebody would would realize that hey, I'm probably the problem, but that's neither here nor there. That's just the privilege. This wrapped yeah. up in this anyway, but yeah, man, it's, it's, right. It's definitely a privilege. It's 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 tough, man, because we we got a like you said, quarterback on a rookie deal that to me has been playing his best football in his career. Right. Um, I think he's been throwing the football pretty well 
um, a lot better than other quarterbacks I won't name right now. Um, and I don't know, man. It's it's it's, it's tough. I mean, I, I don't know what much more, much more you can ask for. If I'm a, if I'm if anybody else is the coach of this team, I think we are shit, twelve and four at least. Right, right. Because the talent is there. The talent is there. No doubt. Yeah. I'm 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 banging the table right now for Greg Roman. Okay, nice. To, to be the next head coach, I think it makes the most sense. That's going that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting hire. Most definitely. That will be interesting. I think it makes the most sense, bro. Go get a guy that has we've seen him tailor offenses around its quarterback, and it's been successful. Right. Um, and it helps to run the because we oh, we're a running football team. Okay, well let's run the ball then. Like right. Let's 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 get our offense designed around our running backs and our quarterback, and let's do it. Um, because. <laughs> I don't. I don't see how else we're gonna get there. I mean, it, it, it's just who we are. I think those are our two best players right now. He's right. Um, I mean, essentially. So, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I, I definitely think that'd be a great fuss. But I don't know, man. We'll see how this this this, this turns out tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow is the, is the turning point for sure. Yeah, I mean, especially you know at that point. Yeah, because at this point, it can go either way. And then you're just setting yourself up for the month of December. Where you just, this is where it's going to, It's like you said, it's a determining point. It's, you can go one way or the other. You want to go in the, in, the, in the right direction, especially going into um, December. You know, especially with a you know, with Philly team that's looming. And almost, in, in that sense, it's weird. They even, how they've struggled this year, they yeah, they have a shot. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They they uh, battle through a bunch of injuries and somehow they're still here. <laughs> I know, right? But, but again, headed. That's a good coach, right? <laughs> essentially, right? That's a, that's a good coach for you, essentially. So of course, we just talked about the Cowboys playing the Bills tomorrow. Of course, in the another annual tra- tradition of. Thanksgiving, where the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys play football on Thanksgiving. So we got a round out to put a bow on this week's show. So let's let's do our top five Thanksgiving food items. Once you go first. Oh, wow. Um, coming in at number five, I'm gonna say the turkey. Yes. Um, that's. Number five for me. Uh, four, the collard greens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta go with yeah. the collard greens. Gotta go with the collard greens. Uh, yeah. Number three, the yams. Oh, the yams. I yeah. Number three, the yams. Number two, the mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. The mac and cheese, and then number one. I don't know. I'm weird. I like gravy. 
<laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey, hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. This show list, so but gravy is good. Gravy like is good, gravy. though. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah, man. What about you, man? What's your top five? I'm, and I feel really bad because I have no vegetables on mine. At all. It's good, bro. That's horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> you talk about somebody being weird. I don't have any vegetables on my list. Hey, so, man. They'll be on your plate. <laughs> he right. Number five, mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Number five. Um, number four, I'm going to say number four is going to be the turkey. Mhm. Number three's gotta be. I'm a, I like pie, so I like a like a pie a la mode where you put the um, preferably it's gonna be an apple pie, and you put mm-hmm. the ice cream on top, and, and you know let the ice cream kind of melt within melt within the pie, the pie oh, a la yeah. mode. Coming at number two, stuffing. Ah, and, I forgot about that. And it's weird. It's weird because like that's something that's like starting to grow to love like now, as of late. Mm. And then of course number one, macaroni and cheese. Oh yeah, yeah. Macaroni that's and cheese is a goat. <laughs> matter of fact, uh, matter of fact, shout out to my uh, shout out to one of my boys, uh, um, friend of the podcast, uh, our guy from Tailgate, um, Tailgate podcast, podcast. He had a thing the other day. Where like you know how like you um he you get fifteen dollars, you this is how much you you know five dollars is the turkey, three dollars for like stuffing blase blase. Uh, I think I picked the turkey stuffing like two helpings of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. you got it. Yeah, it's like yeah, so it's like cause I think that I think the macaroni and cheese was like three dollars. So I was like oh, I get six dollars worth of macaroni and cheese. Yeah, and it's good. <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, I mean yeah, I mean trust me, yeah. I mean hey, I feel like I have no vegetables. That's crazy. It'd be alright. It's gonna be on your plate. Don't worry. Right, it'd be on there. It'd be on there. All right. So, any final thoughts? Uh, I'm I'm just excited about um how the football season is ending. I think uh, I don't. To me, I think it's it's good that. The who who's going to the Super Bowl and the playoffs is kind of still up in the air a lot. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. to me, it's no really no clear cut like favorite. Um, this time last year, I think we were still probably talking about the Patriots like a little bit being the favorite. I don't think a lot of people are thinking they're gonna win. Um, so who knows? I mean, we're not to count them out, but it's just nice to see that you know other teams. Uh, are getting recognized, other players are getting recognized uh, for for just the good things they're doing. So, and you and know basketball what's, season, yeah, that's true. But you know what's funny about all that? That this 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 is how New England loves it. They yeah. love this. Yeah. They prey on this type of stuff. Just like you said, this time last year, what were we talk about? Oh my God, Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Well. What are we talking about this year? Oh, my God, the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. The 49ers. The 49ers, Jimmy G and the defense and their running game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But who held them to nine points? I don't care if it rained or not. 
Yeah, I'm gonna hold that. I'm gonna hold that. I'm gonna hold that. That Washington Redskins defense held them to nine points. Yep, sure did. I don't care if it was. I don't care if it was raining buckets outside. Yeah. Still not a believer in that quarterback, but hey. yeah, but they got a good run game. Yeah, yeah, they do. Then I they and do. I totally forgot about Tevin Coleman was in Atlanta with Cal Shanahan. Yep, when he was in Atlanta, I forgot. I started, okay, that's what I see. I see now why he's really successful because, you know, they, they have, you know, a history with each other. Yeah, and he knew exactly what he exactly what he was getting, so it ain't, ain't like he had to really, like, recreate a game plan or nothing like that. Right, he know what to do with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, who gets this week's game ball for you? This week's game ball? I'm going to give it to... <clears throat> I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it to um I'm gonna give it to PJ Adams, man, head coach okay. at TJ. Yeah, um, yes. I, I I think that he's done a absolute amazing job um with that program and just getting those kids uh, focused and uh, on the right track. He, they have a lot of kids uh, within the program now. The numbers have grown. Um, and shout out to them, man. They keep keep this up. It's gonna be uh, big things for them, and they got a lot of. A lot of guys going uh, going to college and getting a uh, college look, so I think that's that's dope too. So that's shout out to him, man. That's what's up, and that's funny. I tell you, and I had a guy written down. I was like, Thomas Jefferson, they'll be embarking on uh, Thanksgiving morning practice. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you that's know? the best, man. I've, you know, I've never played, I've never played the sport. But I've I've been around guys who you know been been playing football and I tell you for a high school athlete to the practice on Thanksgiving is like the coup de grand like oh yeah yeah definitely that and then then um Nathan Bain Nathan Bain of Stephen F Austin ah uh, <laughs> number twenty three on the on the basketball program but number one. And the hearts of Duke haters. Oh yeah, hit that game when it lay up in Cameron Indoor Stadium last night to beat the number one Duke Blue Devils with an O. Two yep. O's. The the number one, <laughs> then number one ranked Duke Blue Devils. They were a twenty four, twenty seven and a half point underdog, and went to Cameron and beat them. Yeah, that speaks to uh, the resilience, man. Hey, it doesn't matter who we playing. We just got to go out and play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's one thing. Hey, that 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 was that was a very happy moment for me. Yeah. Because I was like, you know what, dude, they just, uh, they just grind my gears, man. I don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, the that, is that the same guy whose family had like some sort of uh it's like a hardship or something like that they like go through a uh, like a hurricane or something yeah because I think that's because that's I think his um I don't know if he has I know they were talking about like he had a GoFundMe or something like that yeah donated the yeah. donation yeah he like a lot of donations came his way yeah that's right after that after that's that play which like you're saying you know. Yeah, most definitely. So, where can they find you on social media, Chip? Uh, you can find me at underscore Harvard Dropout on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Clarence Chip Howard at Facebook. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. 
course, you can follow the show on any of your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere under Couch Coach Live. Man, appreciate you, Chip, for coming through this week on this week's podcast. Uh, thank you, man. Glad to yes, be sir. Back. Yes, sir. Well, you know, you know, and, and you know, you always, you always, always can come, come, come through, man. You know, just let a brother know. You already yes, know, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This has been the Couch Coach Lab podcast. We we'll catch you guys next week.